Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. What? She's the real romance. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Welcome to another glorious edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today, 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 let's see, is September the 17th of 2020, day 261 of the year, and only... And that's only 105 days left to go before the whole thing is over with. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on already in this multiverse of ours. So that's some fun stuff. So that's how that goes right away. Anyways, how are you? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day so far. Some pretty interesting things are going on around and about and sell on. Anyways, we are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We're coming to you live across the multiverse of Safety FM, or what is known as Safety FM. So hopefully you're having some fun there. Anyways, we're going to get into some feature story news here in a moment after I tell you what is exactly trending inside of the world. So there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm going to mess up your la- I'm going to mess up your name. So I'll just say, how are you, Kumar? Anyways, let's talk about some of the stuff that's trending right away. Two ghosts in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania were spotted 157 years after the infamous Civil War battle. The video was filmed by Greg Ewing 
as he drove through the historical battleground and his family on September the 2nd. Now, if you go to the New York Post and look up Gettysburg Ghost Run across Bone Chilling Video, I can't play the video because it belongs to somebody else on a YouTube channel. But you can go look that up, and that is making the sequences and trending all over the place currently as we speak. So that's something that's readily available for you if you're interested in taking a look out there on what exactly is going on. So I just want to give you that as an option, of course, because that's always important. Anyway, so hopefully you've been taking a look at what we have going on here. We've been doing some live shows um, here, of course, at the noon hour, and then we've been doing some live shows with the X Factor of Safety and Pedro Masil. So hopefully you'll continue to enjoy some of those as they are coming in and about. So just wanted to reference that real quick. So here we go. Let's get you into some feature story news, and then we'll be back with my nonsense. Because, you know, that's important. Here is the news on the Royal Bar Safety Show. News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. One person has died and hundreds have been rescued after Hurricane Sally slammed into the U.S. Gulf Coast. More than a million people have been left without power. Our U.S. correspondent Sarah Walton reports. Four months of rain fell in just four hours in the city of Pensacola, Florida, after Storm Sally made landfall as a Category 2 hurricane. Winds of up to 105 miles per hour also caused damage across Alabama, Louisiana and Mississippi. The weather front has now weakened to a tropical storm, but officials say flooding and power outages are still putting people at risk. Meteorologists also warn that there are still several other storms in the Atlantic Ocean that could hit before the end of hurricane season. I'm Sarah Walton in New York. The National Guard says it was asked to use a heat ray on anti-racism protesters outside the White House earlier this year. The weapon, which wasn't used, makes it feel like a person's skin is on fire. From FSN's Washington Bureau, Nick Harper reports. National Guard Major Adam DeMarco, who was at the scene of the protests in June, admits the military police asked for the active denial system, colloquially known as a heat ray weapon. However, as the National Guard did not possess such a device, tear gas and rubber bullets were used instead on the Black Lives Matter protesters who were demonstrating outside the White House against the killing of George Floyd. The protesters, who at the time were protesting peacefully, were cleared from the area just before President Donald Trump walked to a church opposite the White House for a photo opportunity, something which drew considerable criticism from both parties, human rights groups and religious leaders. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden is being accused of lecturing Britain by members of the country's ruling Conservative Party. Mr Biden said yesterday that the British government's proposals to override parts of the Brexit withdrawal agreement struck with Brussels are putting a US-UK trade deal at risk. Almost two million people in northeast England will face new restrictions following a rise in COVID-19 cases. People will be banned from mixing with other households and pubs will have to close early. From FSN's London Bureau, Holly Hudson reports. The infection rate in towns in the northeast has risen to above 70 cases per 100,000 people. In some places like Sunderland, it's even higher, well above the government's threshold for quarantine, which is 20. As a result, new measures come into force in the area from midnight on Thursday. A 10pm curfew will apply to bars and pubs and households will be banned from mixing. Holly Hudson, London. 
Shocking news today from the Democratic Republic of Congo. More than 50 prison inmates have starved to death in the northeast of the country since the beginning of the year. Local authorities say the food available in a jail in the city of Bunia did not meet the inmates' basic nutritional needs. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Uh oh, it looks like we might have a trick question inside of the chat box. Can I tell you something about S A P E H S? I don't know. Is this a trick? Maybe I can answer a question about safety. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some of the news stories here as we are seeing them coming about. So here we go. Big Ten football is back. Just weeks after announcing the postponement of the fall semester sport, Big Ten Conference and its Council of Presidents and Chancellors voted unanimously to resume the football season starting October the 23rd. The move comes after pressure from coaches, players, parents, and President Donald Trump. So are you excited to see that the good old Big Ten is back? I don't know. I don't watch. I don't really watch a lot of sports. What I watch is MMA. I like to watch. Well, and I shouldn't say I don't watch a lot of sports. When I do watch sports, it is mixed martial arts because that's what I'm interested in. Um, just something that I enjoy watching. For sure. That's that's the case there. Anyway, so what do you think about this thing with the Big Ten making its return after saying they weren't going to be doing anything? So do you take a look at this and go, okay, cool, it's important, or do you take a look and go, no, it is not important whatsoever? Just a question. Don't take it the wrong way. Some people get offended when I ask those questions, and that's not the reason why I'm doing so. By the way, I'm looking around because there is some jumpiness to one of my screens, so I'm not 100% sure if that's how it's coming across, so I apologize about that. Let me get back into the cycle of things, which are currently important. Anyway, so there's so much stuff going on on the news today where, I mean, I'm almost kind of sidetracked with some of it. It's one of those things that I'm taking a look and I'm not 100% sure exactly what's going on. So let's take a look at it that way. I'm going to turn off this big screen over here because that thing is definitely throwing me off. So I want to make sure that we are staying focused on the game plan on what is important. Now, if there is issues that you are seeing video, via video stream, don't hesitate to jump to the radio station. We are available at safetyfm.i. Well, hold on, wrong thing. Safetyfm.com. So you can go to safetyfm.com or you can go to the app or we will pop in later as a podcast. So keep that in mind. So we'll turn off the TV portion. Um, don't worry about that piece. So we'll still do the video feed. I'm just going to lower some of the power here just in case. I have to tell you, anytime that there is a major OS update, there always seems to be something that goes consistently wrong the following day around here. Nothing against the OS people, just what happens. Just the way that it works. So let's continue down the path here. Los Angeles Police Chief Michael or Michelle Moore, Michelle Moore, yeah, Michelle Moore, not Michael Moore, has linked the economic and emotional effects stemming from the coronavirus crisis to the city's rising gun violence. During a meeting with the Civilian Police Com the Civilian Police Commission, Moore said that homicides are up about 14% compared to last year, more than 20% from 2018. Shooting overall increased by 12%. The department has deployed shooting response teams to deal with the violence, but the work has been hampered 
by slashed budgets amid calls to defund the police. So I know that we've seemed like we've been talking about this quite a bit over the last few days about the defunding of the police thing. And we kind of knew that that was going to start coming about more and more as we were having the conversation. So how do you look at this? How do you look at the whole thing? What are you seeing when it comes to the defunding component of this bad boy? What are you looking at as we talk about? What are you looking at overall? Because there's a lot of questions that come about. There's a lot of things that we need to stem and talk about here. Some people say that the defunding of the police makes sense. Some people say that it doesn't. What do you look at as this goes about? A lot of weird things, a lot of things to talk about. So we can't just leave it as is, and it can't just be one thing whatsoever. So look at it that way. Look at it that way as we talk about it, because we can't just leave it, you know, 100% as is. That's for sure. So think about it. Let's move forward with it, because there's too many things to talk about. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so talking a little bit more about the things that are going around across the planet here. Hurricane Sally made a landfall early Wednesday morning as a Category 2 storm. The National Hurricane Center said that the storm hit Alabama and Florida panhandle with about 105 mile per hour winds, leaving thousands without power. Sally weakened as a Category 1 as it continues to cause damage across the region. Many residents who defied orders to evacuate took to social media and shared pictures of flooding debris and powerful winds and heavy rain. So there you go. Definitely a lot of stuff going on there as we talk about it. So something to think about as we do move forward. I don't want you to sit here and go, no, no, no. I want you to think about and go, holy shit, what the hell's going on? And why are these people staying behind? And I think that we talked about this briefly about how it doesn't make sense, how some people will stay behind when some of these things do happen. So think about it that way as we do move forward, because that's the weird thing about the whole thing. You can't turn around and say, cool, and not do anything about it. It has to be something has to be done. Because if you stay behind after they're telling you to evacuate, you're not doing yourself a lot of good. I mean, what do you think about that when I say that? Or do you look at it and go, well, you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. I think I've been here long enough that I kind of understand on how some of that stuff goes. Duh. But that's just my opinion, of course. But what the hell do I know? Like, you already know what I'm going to say next. Anyways, let's continue. A man in Oregon was arrested earlier this week after he tried to rob a cab driver at gunpoint, but ended up getting shot in his own forearm. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Joshua Johnson, 18, tried to tried to pay, let's see, tried to pay a cab driver with a fake $100 bill, which he immediately recognized as fake. Johnson then pulled his gun out, but the cabbie was quick to grab the weapon during the struggle and the gun discharge, and Johnson was shot in, in his hip, and then the driver was able to toss the gun and yell for help. How is that the forearm? That's not a forearm. The hip is not your forearm. According to authorities, anyways, people in the area held Johnson down until the officers arrived. Johnson was charged with first-degree robbery, fourth-degree assault, and unlawful use of a weapon, possession of a controlled substance, criminal possession, and forged instrument, and first-degree and menacing, menacing, a menace to society, not the movie. 
And police, this is what according to what the police said. So a lot of stuff definitely going on there as you take a look at this. So let's talk about that a little bit because that's something to talk about. Something to think about. So how do you take a look at this? What are you thinking as we go around here? A lot of stuff. Anyways, that's for sure. Major index were mixed as the Dow Jones Industrial Average notched minimal gain and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ composite both saw declines. Volatility in the technology sector continued as the same stock seeing rallies earlier in the week fell on Wednesday. Facebook slid about 3.3%. Apple sank about 2.9%. Amazon and Netflix closed down at 2.5%. And Microsoft dipped 1.8%. And Alphabet declined 1.5%. The Fed has continued to reiterate intentions to keep the interest rates near zero until 2023. They have also said that inflation can temporarily exceed the 2% benchmark, both policy initiatives and engineered with hope of spurring economic growth. Housing and new jobless numbers are set to be released today. So just in case that will actually happen later on, just so you know exactly what is happening here. So anyways, as we talk about this and a lot of stuff going on, are you continuing to play the stock market? Are you continuing to take a look around and seeing exactly what's going on? Or how are you taking a look at some of this information? Or are you just saying, no way, don't care. Let's move on. Life goes on, dear John. So anyways, we did talk briefly, briefly there. We did mention the name. Apple, Netflix, and Amazon. So these are three names that came up. And let's talk about the companies real quick. So interesting to see that Apple sunk a little bit by 2.9%, especially after earlier this week them announcing all the new products that are coming out and their new services that they're bundling together. So that's one interesting aspect. The other portion, of course, Netflix, we've been having some weird conversations about a movie that they had posted. We spoke about it several times this week, so we won't mention it right now. But we did not talk too much this week about Amazon, and that seems to be continuing to go on across several different things going on with Amazon. So I want to reference this because we have not talked about it. But yesterday, and I've known this shit for weeks, and unfortunately I was not able to talk about it, but finally I can. Amazon yesterday released podcast on Apple, on Apple Music. Yeah, Amazon released podcasts on Apple Music. That's exactly what I was trying to say. They released podcasts on Amazon Music. So right now, some of your favorite podcasts you can catch on Amazon Music. So if you have access to Amazon Prime, you can now listen to Amazon Music on there. Now, if you do have a, an Alexa device and so on, you're able to do so now as early as, as easy as one, two, three. You say the name of the show you're looking for, and it will play it. Now, I'm going to tell you, not all shows are there. Only select shows you'll be able to find currently. Now, I will tell you, the way that it works here at the, our lovely radio station and podcast network is that we give the availability to our hosting, our host, to come on and do some things with our platforms, and they have some options and some of the things they can do. Um, as I talk about that for a moment, I want to reference this in particular. You will find some Safety FM shows on there, but not all Safety FM shows. So you might look for X and find X. You might look for Y and not find it. 
So I just want you to be fully aware of that. So if you do play along wrong with the app and you are looking for some of those items, that will be what exactly is taking place. So just for information purposes, um, we did Duh. we did inform some of the hosts of what exactly was going on that are playing around on our platform. Um, that way they can know that it's there. But it's just I, I look at it this way. It's the opportunity of having more choices on different devices and programs to listen on. I mean, as you know, we always have the default goes tos. I mean, you can come out to the radio station website or to the website all in general, and it will be readily available there for you. So you don't have to worry too much about not being able to find it. We try to make it easily accessible for you to be able to find the actual podcast or radio show. I mean, as you know, it is the multiverse of safety FM that's easily defined. Um, so that's something for you. Anyways, Kubar never came back with his question regarding the SAP EHS question. I'm sorry if I scared you off. I didn't mean to do that. I do tend to have that. That you know, I have that as I do that to people from time to time. Those things do happen. Anyways, let's jump around and talk about some other crazy shit that's going on. So we've talked about this thing with chris evans so let's talk about it one more time chris evans made a slick recovery from his not safe for work photo scandal breaking his silence after accidentally posting explicit photos on instagram over the weekend then he used the moment to encourage people to carry out their own civic duty on november 3rd by voting he tweeted the words now that i have your attention alongside two emojis one of a man face palming and another one of a of a man chuggering followed by the message vote on november 3rd well i guess if you have a penis pick that you end up releasing by accident probably not a good you know not a bad thing to follow up with with saying hey why don't you go out there and vote or maybe he was trying to say something about both candidates who knows Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, let's continue real quick. You know that that part of every Jeopardy episode right after the first commercial break when Alex Trebek mingles with the contestants and don't expect to see that in the era of COVID-19, Ken Jennings, a former contestant who has been named the consulting producer... For the show's 37th season, said on Good Morning America that Trebek will stay at podium instead of coming over to the contestant because Alex's health is the number one priority on the set. Jennings also said that Trebek was not happy about the slightly longer than usual Jeopardy hiatus. He's expected to be back very, very, very soon. So there you go. Our thoughts and prayers are always constantly with Alex Trebek. I mean, that show has been going on forever. Forever and a day, that is for sure. Play the horn. So anyways, that's what you got going on there. That is for sure. Why is the dub button over here? Duh. Why is the dub button over here? Why is the dub button? Oh, did I say that? Okay, anyways, let's continue a little bit more about some of the other things that are going on. As Tiger King star Carol Baskin made her debut on Performance on ABC's Dancing with the Stars on Monday. The family of her late husband, Don Lewis, was airing commercials asking for the answer to questions about the mysterious disappearance. To one of the surprise, Baskin's first number was Eye of the Tiger. But all of the dancing in the world won't ease the minds of Lewis's family. They're asking for the public to come forward with any information that might have. And then Baskin has repeatedly denied involvement in Lewis's disappearance. 
Anyways, interesting stuff. <laughs> interesting stuff for sure. If you have not seen The Tiger King on Netflix, oh, 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 oh. If you only understood what you're missing. I'm not going to say that it's great content, but damn, it is definitely entertaining. That's for sure. So I would say go ahead and go out there, take a watch. It is garbage TV at its finest. Um, that's that's what I think. That's my opinion. And guess what? I'm entitled to one of those bitches every once in a while. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, the professor of profanity, Samuel L. Jackson, is offering lessons on how to talk to a blue streak if enough people register to vote. The actor of the famous... Famous for his blue language promise, a video tweet Monday. I will teach you how to swear in 15 languages. If at least 2,500 of his 8.5 million Twitter followers go online at his headcount site to register to vote in the U.S. election or to check their registration to make sure that it's good. This is according to the Huffington Post. So if you want to hear... The master of profanity, Samuel L. Jackson, do what he does. I would recommend you strongly doing that. Anyways, by the way, did you know this? Are you aware that, you know, that device that you have that you never want to say the name out loud? You know, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa. Um, That device will give you the capability of actually being able to put Samuel L. Jackson's voice on there as a celebrity voice and being able to play his voice as your Alexa responded. When I signed up for it was 99 cents. I don't know if it's still readily available at that price, but shit, it is definitely something worthwhile if you want to play around and mess around with some things. um, That's for sure. So there you go. Take a look at it and go from there. Anyways, let's continue real quick with some other things going on inside of the world of the news. Here we go. Millennials and Gen Z adults in the U.S. lack general knowledge about the Holocaust. According to a new survey, the survey found that about 70% of Americans, adults believe that fewer people care about the Holocaust today. Than you used to. About 58% of Americans believe that the Holocaust could happen again. In addition, 55% of millennials knew that the Holocaust occurred in World War II, and 19% believed that it occurred in World War I. 2% said that it occurred in Vietnam, and 1% said that it occurred during the Civil War. The poll of the 1,350 random Americans conducted by the Conference of Jewish Material Claims Against Germany concluded that the school need to provide more Thorough Holocaust education. What do you think about that as you hear this? Is it something that you give some thought process to as we talk about it? Or is it something that you don't care about? And I am asking a legitimate question, not saying that it's not important because I don't want some people coming after me after that thing. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying what your opinion is. I'm asking you a question. So what's your thought process there as you go through it? Or do you look at it and go, no way, Jay, we need to talk about it some more because not enough people know what's exactly going on. Because maybe that's the whole whole thing about it. Maybe that's the whole gamut of stuff that we need to consider. I, I look at it and go, there's so many different things to talk about here opposed to just being very general and generic. Anyways, let's continue real quick. For months, Dr. Mi Lang Yang has been presenting 
evidence that the Chinese government intentionally manufactured COVID-19 and perhaps even released it into the public on purpose. One day after making her argument on primetime TV Tuesday night, Yan's Twitter account was suspended and a clip of her appearance was suppressed by the Facebook algorithm. Earlier this week, she published a lengthy research paper documenting her evidence. The crux of the argument is that SARS-CoV-2 shows a biological characteristics that are inconsistent with natural occurring zoonotic virus. Twitter has not yet publicly made a comment. So what do you think? We talk about this. We talk about algorithms all the time on what occurs with social media and suppression and so on. How do you look at this stuff? Do you look at it and go, it brings validity to the things that are going on? Or do you look at it and go, what the hell exactly is going on when it's all said and done? Or is it just one of those things that I can mention it and you could care less about it when it's all, you know, happening? There's so many weird things for sure there. I don't want to downplay it. That's for sure. But interesting that she has a research paper that she's saying that it is showing as proof of what exactly is going on. So anyways, let's talk about that or think about that or move on from that or just let's us implode from that. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So here you go. We talked about this last week. Let's talk about it some more. The high school student from Long Island who was arrested last week for trying to attend school in in person classes during the remote learning day has now been suspended for the remainder of the school year. Marverick Stowe, a senior from William Floyd High School, will now not be allowed on school grounds for anything, including from prom to graduation, who will only be allowed to learn remotely. As previously reported, Stow was originally suspended for five days last week for trying to attend school. Then he was arrested for criminal trespassing and for unlawful entering school grounds. Then he tried to attend the following day. One of the fellow students started a petition condemning Stiles' action, calling the whole thing a spectacle. So what do you think here? Can't go to his graduation. Can't go to his prom. Because he attempted to go back to school when he was not supposed to. Now, I'm I'm sure, and I'm saying I'm sure, we can play either side of the coin here because of this. But, man, suspended for the rest of the school year from attending, attending in person. I mean, we're not talking the, the rest of the year. Like this portion, the rest of the school year, we're talking to May. I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings on this one. Was he doing the right thing? Was he doing the wrong thing? You know, there's so much stuff to think about here. That's for sure. That is for sure. Anyways, a Texas police officer has been charged with aggravated assault by a public servant after showing 44-year-old woman, by, hold on, by shooting a 40-year-old, 44-year-old woman last year, a Harris County grand jury indicted Baytown officer Wong de la Cruz on Monday after shooting Pamela Turner in the parking lot of an apartment complex where they both lived. He claims that she used his own taser against him, while witness says that she was on the ground when he fired five rounds. If charged, de la Cruz faces five years in prison. Holy shit! Shot a chick while she was on the floor! 
on the ground. Shot her while she was down. Definitely would like to hear more about this one. I don't know. I keep on looking at this and I go, man, there are so many hazards that are potentially out there that we need to talk about, that we need to take a look and go, holy monkeys, man. Because this stuff sometimes gets a little cray-cray. Did I say cray-cray about what's going on? Think about it for a hot minute. We look at it and we go, okay, this is what's going on. But what is this world turning into, my friends? Something for sure to talk about. A lot of craziness going on. A lot of things changing. And I just don't know. Shooting somebody while they're down, that's hardcore. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, who wants to be a billionaire? Not this guy. Chuck Feeney, the co-founder of the retail giant Duty Free Shoppers, wanted to die broke and now officially is. Broke but not dead. The 89-year-old has finally given all his money away to charity but he couldn't be happier. Over the last four decades, Freeney was has donated more than $8 billion to charity, universities, and foundations while having a life monk-like frugality. frugality, frugality. His generosity includes Bill, influenced Bill Gates and Warren Buffett when they launched the Giving Pledge to convince the world of the wealthiest to give away at least half of their fortunes before their death. His Atlantic philanthropies was set up years ago as part of the plan to make high-impact donations set as a hard deadline to give away all of his money. The organization has officially shuttered on September 14th, Mission Accomplished. Where did the money go? Here's a sample. $3.7 billion to education, including $1 billion to his alma mater of Cornell, more than $807 million to human rights and social change, more than $700 million to health, including $270 million to improve health care in Vietnam, and $176 million for the Global Brain Health Institute at the University of California. Why the generosity, he says? I see little reason to delay giving when so much good can be, can be achieved. Besides, it's a lot more fun to give it, a, give it while you live, while you give it away, while you're dead. So there you go. He doesn't want to be a billionaire. Gave away roughly about $8 billion. If the shoe was on the other foot, would you be willing to do the same? $8 billion is a lot of money. A billion dollars is a lot of money. In some cases, even some might consider a million dollars a lot of money. If you really want to be serious about it. So what do you think? Would you do the same thing? Would you do it before you passed away? Or do you just go, it is what it is, and I'll give it away when I'm dead? I don't know. I'm just asking the question because I would like to know your thoughts. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's give you some wealth of health information. Recent research indicates that the following a healthy diet may help prevent hearing loss. In a review of 22 studies, researchers in Spain found that evidence that linking fruits and vegetables, omega-3 fatty acids, and antioxidant nutrients, better saying, such as 
vitamins A, C, and E to a lower risk of developing age-related hearing loss. Other research shows people who ate fish two or four times a week were 20% less likely to experience hearing problems. That's what I've been trying to tell my wife, but she doesn't listen. A study has found that eating nuts twice a week could add years to your life. The research presented at the European Society of Cardiology Congress after a study of 4,800 adults showed that consuming a single serving of nuts at least twice a week can reduce one's risk of dying from heart disease related to conditions by as much as 17%. In addition to being an ideal low-calorie alternative to traditional saturated snacks, nuts are packed with nutrients in unsaturated fat, fatty acids, and loaded with salts when you eat them. Some people might encourage you more than the others to actually go out there and, well, eat some nuts. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. When you're in the courtroom fighting big business, government, or insurance companies, you can't blink because they can smell fear. They have the money and the power to grind you down. And that's why you need me. I'm not afraid, and I don't cut and run. It's in my DNA. And that's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about some of the funniest tweets from parents this week because, you know, we've been taking a look at some of those alternatives as we go. You don't know how sticky, you don't know sticky until you try to use a kid's tablet. I'm not going to tell you where the tweets came from because that might be a little bit easier because I don't want you to go hunting these people down. I just gave the kids an extra credit for helping carry my wine from the car to the house. Shut up. I'm the teacher now, and it's fine. Everything's fine. My teenager's biggest fear is me sneezing in front of someone she knows. My kids are my everything, and I mean literally. They've methodically broken all of my personal belongings over the past four and a half years. I told my kids to put his toys in the toy box, and he told me the entire house is a toy box. He's not wrong. I don't wear white after Labor Day or any other day of the year because I have small kids. Sorry, I can't make it. I asked my toddler if he wanted to help putting on his shoes, and he answered, yes, I don't. Here's a few more from some wives. I put on my husband's deodorant and now I'm angry the way that I load the dishwasher. If you have to tell your wife it was a joke, it's already too late. Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so here we go. You might want to know this because we're not that far away and it's already getting towards the end of the year. We're already in the last quarter, baby. So here we go. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will start 
will still take place in 2020, but the annual holiday tradition will be reinvented in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Instead of a live parade on the streets of New York City, the 2020 Thanksgiving Day Parade on November the 26th will be pre-taped to be watched on TV and online. Five specially designed vehicles will parade the event's signature balloons through the Herald Square area for a two-day taping. Performers, performers, the list which has yet to be announced, will be socially distanced from each other and must wear masks and other appropriate face coverings. Only about 25% of the usual number of participants will be on hand during the filming. So there you go. A lot of information there about what's going on. That's going to definitely be some changes as we talk about it. Anyways, let's talk about President Trump issued a emergency declaration for Oregon late Tuesday. The move allows the range of federal help for people in public infrastructure affected by the blazes. Federal officials have also declared a public health emergency, which will give hospitals and organizations in the state more flexibility to meet the needs of people who are on Medicaid and Medicare. So there you go. A couple of interesting things there. Fires in Oregon have burned more than 1,300 square miles and have killed at least eight people. Meanwhile, in California, firefighters were able to have, oh, let's see, to save the Mount Wilson Observatory early Wednesday morning as as flames got within 500 feet. The observatory played a pivotal role in early 20th century astronomy. So there you go. Some information about that. Wanted to share that with you because I think that that is definitely some important stuff in case you were not aware already. Just in case you did not know this. Totally off subject. Want to jump in and tell you this. Back in 1982, 38 years ago, Pink Floyd's double album, The Wall, makes the big screen as a feature-length musical. The band Celluloid collaboration with director Alan Parker and animator Gerald Scarf becomes a surprise off box office hit and a cult classic. In 1999, 21 years ago, Eminem's mother, Debbie Debbie Mathers Briggs files a lawsuit against him, claiming that this his allegations that she was an unfit mother has ruined her life, as she no longer can get a job or credit. In his song, My Name Is, Eminem raps, I just found out my mom does more dope than I do. The case is eventually settled. Are you ready for this? I can't get a job. I can't. I don't have a life. It was settled for $25,000. Interesting. Interesting stuff there. That's for sure. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So I have to tell you this because I want to talk about it. I want to discuss this information. We briefly talked about this yesterday. I think that it needs, it deserves a revisit because there's some stuff going on behind the scenes. So it definitely needs to be referenced one more time. So here we go. Spotify is reportedly fighting with employees about hosting episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast that some staff consider transphobic. Spotify is facing a heated internal struggle with employees over the over whether it should host episodes of the Joe Rogan experience that some staff consider transphobic. This is according to Vice reports. So as we talk about this, let's go. According to Vice CEO Daniel Eek addressed the staff concerns and at all hands meeting on Wednesday in the case of Joe Rogan, a total of 10 meetings have been held about various groups and individuals to hear their respective concerns. Daniel said that per three sources who spoke to Vice, that conditions 
anonymity. Sources have shared questions with Vice that have been submitted for question and action portion of the meeting. These questions, which shortened the name of the podcast to JRE, which is kind of what it's known for, suggested friction in building between Spotify and leadership if it staffs over the podcast. While Spotify has chosen to ignore Spectrum's ERG guidance about transforming content in the JRE catalog, said one of the referring internal employees representing the group. Many of the LGBTQAI plus ally Spotify's feels feels unwelcomed and alienated because of the leadership response of the JRE conversation. What is the message for those employees, wrote another. Sources told Vice that one of the episodes in particular has been highlighted by the Spotify staff, in which Joe Rogan interviewed Abigail Sharir, I believe it is, about the book Irreversible Damages, the transgender craze seducting our daughters. Joe Rogan and the episode in question reviewed extensively, according to Daniel said at the all hands meeting, the fact that we weren't changing our position doesn't mean that we aren't listening. It just means that we made a, a different judgment call. Daniel also appeared to warn employees not to leak to the media if they wanted to be included in the company's conversation about the moderation. If we can have an open confidential debate, we will have to move to those disclosures behind closed doors, he said. Joe Rogan, who has about 9.5 million followers on YouTube, signed an exclusive deal with Spotify back in May. This was seen as a huge win for the platform as it builds out the podcasting empire, competing with, well, Apple, now Amazon, and of course, Google. The back and forth has shown that Spotify will be increasingly have to deal with moderation issues, not dissimilar to those of social media companies like Facebook and Twitter. The company has already removed older episodes of the JRE featuring right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, whose own podcast was booted from the platform back in 2018 for breaching the rules of hate content. Per Vice, it also has removed some of Joe Rogan's episodes featuring far-right figures. So what do you think about this? What do you think about Media, 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 canceling, blocking, removing content. Do you think that you, yes, you, my lovelies, should be able to determine what the hell you should listen to? Or do you look at it as I have this all wrong and that that is hate speech and it should be removed? I'm asking the question because I want you to understand with you. A lot of this is coming up more and more. So I think that is definitely a conversation that needs to be had and not just a conversation to sit back and go, well, it is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I've told you before, I do listen to Joe Rogan. There are certain episodes I don't listen to. I'm not interested in. And I think that that should be your right for you to determine what you want to listen to. I mean, if there's something on the radio, if you're listening to a song and you don't like the song that's playing, if you do listen to radio still, and you don't want to listen to it, you change the station. And I would imagine if you're watching a TV show and you don't like what's going on, you change the cha- you change the channel. Or you go to your next recorded show, your DVR show, you know, what people used to say, the TiVo show. Something to think about. I mean, I could be absolutely wrong. But there's a lot to think about there, opposed to it just being... Oh, let's cancel it. Let's not show it. 
I mean, certain things probably need to be thought of in that factor. Maybe. I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff to think about. That is for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about it. So I have to tell you, you know, I don't mind being involved with certain things, but holy hell, dude. I really think that sometimes us in general, people, forget about email etiquette rules that professionals should follow. There is a great, a great article, older article that you can find on www.inc.com forward slash business dash insider forward slash email dash etiquette dash rules dot html. Don't ask me to repeat that because that was kind of long. But holy crap, man, there are so many people that write so many freaking weird emails. I'm going to give you the highlights on things you should probably not do or possibly even do. This was written back in February of 2016. That's how old this thing is. Include a clear and direct subject line. Use professional email addresses. Not like butterflyeffect.com. Think twice before you hitting the reply all button. Include a signature block. Use professional salutations. Use exclamation points sparingly. sparingly. Be cautious with humor. Know that people from different cultures speak and write differently. Reply to your emails, even if the email isn't intended for you. Proofread every email. Add the email address last. Double check that you've selected the correct recipient. Keep your fonts classic. Keep tabs on your tone. And nothing is confidential. So write accordingly. Let me give you this one a little bit more of a descriptor. Always remember what former CIA agent Chief General David Bashanis apparently forgot and warns. A basic guideline is to assume that others will see what you write. So don't write anything you want, want everyone to see. A more liberal interpretation is don't write everything that you would be that would ruin you or hurt others. After all, email is dangerously easily to forward and is better to be safe than sorry. Something to think about for sure. And don't be an asshole that it replies to everyone on every single thing, including, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ugh, I'm going to puke. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so let's get into some of my favorite stuff, you know, the swamp stuff. On June the 1st, Kamala Harris called on her Twitter followers to contribute to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, a bail fund to get arrested protesters out of jail. Now the report from the Daily Caller News Foundation reveals that the MFF, Minnesota Freedom Fund, just in case, defund the... Defended a man accused of raping an eight-year-old girl to get him out of jail. Daily Caller News Foundation reports that Timothy Wayne Columbus, 36, faces a 30-year in prison for allegedly assaulting an eight-year-old girl back in 2015. Court records show that he was released from the Minneapolis jail in early July of, on $75,000 bail, according to jail records. 
One day after the release, Columbus signed a document asking for the court to return any refunded bail to MFF, indicating that the fund played a role in securing his release from jail. So what do you think? What do you think about that as you hear this? Now, of course, this is information that is going on inside of the swamp area. As we talk about it, this is information that's readily available if you go looking. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. And of course, you can only have so much information. I'm not defending anyone. But this is stuff you have to look into. This is why we're real hesitant about some of the stuff that we do here. Duh. In regards of who we kind of associate with. Um, we've kind of learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, we learned that the hard way. With some jackasses doing some things and saying some things that were definitely not within the concept of the stuff that we believe in. That's for sure. You know who you are out there. How you doing? Um, anyways, so... As we talk about it, there's some things to talk to talk about there. Who do you affiliate with and what are they actually referenced into your brand? That's the other thing. I mean, that's another thing that you have to think about. The more you think about it, the more you know. Oh, that almost sounds like that NBC bullshit. The more you think, the more you know. Something like that. Doesn't, yeah. it, doesn't it go somewhere like that? I don't know. I always get so confused by some of the things that I say. I just can't handle it anymore. Just can't handle it. You information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, Saturday Night Live has snagged Jim Carrey to play Joe Biden on a reoccurring basis. The show announced that it will return on October the 3rd for a run of five consecutive shows, just in time to further push the agenda ahead of the November the 3rd election. In the past, a revolving cast of characters have played Biden. No word yet on the host or performance that will be there. So there you go, some interesting stuff. For sure. Um, let's continue on. President Trump leads Joe Biden 47 to 46, according to the Remison Weekly White House Watch Poll, likely voters. It's the first time that Trump has had an edge over in the Rumsard National Poll, also revealing that each candidate has about 80% of his party support. And that Trump leads, uh, let's see, by nine points with independence. So there you go. Some interesting stuff there. And you thought President Trump said some weird stuff. Here's a, a, some things that are supposedly going wrong around that Biden said. So let's take a listen to what we have here. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if we can play it. Um, that's going to be the other thing. So let's get this live and in living color here. So here we go. If you could take care, if you were a quartermaster... You can sure and help take care of running a, you know, a department store uh, thing, you know, where in the second floor of the ladies department or whatever. You know what I mean? If you so there you go. Not sure what the hell he was saying there, but he said something. That's for sure. I think it goes something along these lines. So let's try that. Joe Biden had a long, weird, mendering answer to the media question on Wednesday. Here's what it said. Because if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you can sure in hell take care running a, you know, a department store thing, you know, where in the second floor of ladies department or whatever, you know what I mean. That's readily available on Twitter. Um, just if you go looking, I, I just repeat the damn thing, man. I just repeat the damn thing on what exactly it says there. So anyways, that's what it is. Let's continue. For the lottery, there was one winner. One winner! 
For Tuesday's night's Mega Million drawing for Wisconsin, Friday's drawing will be for $20 million jackpot or a $15.9 million cash payout. Hold on. Who the hell do I know from Wisconsin? I know a guy from Wisconsin. I know a doctor from Wisconsin who's also a teacher. Did you win? Did you win? What are you going to do? Are you retiring? Okay. Maybe I'm getting a little bit um, carried away on what's going on there. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not that. um, Maybe it's not that thing. Okay, so let's talk about some crazy stuff because, you know, we have to talk about some showbiz from time to time. So here we go. Here we go. Sylvester Stallone is set to debut in the artwork that inspired his film in 1976, Rocky. The actor has been working on an exhibit for the George Burgess Zoho Gallery, which will open in spring of 2021. It will feature painting titled Rocky, which has been created before the script was ever written, as well as the works of art that he has created over the years. Another news, Andy Dick will play Joe Exotic in his latest project called Tiger Dick. The upcoming mockumentary series focuses on Dick filming an an exotic biopic featuring himself as the lead. Dick's real-life comedy act collaborator, Paris Dillon, will also star as exotic toothless, tattooed former lover John Findlay. Rumor is that the ex-SNL star will make an appearance as exotic nemesis Carol Baskin. So there you go. A lot of stuff there. So if you're interested in some tiger dick, there you go. Andy Dick will bring it to you just for your pleasure. So enjoy that if you're interested in some of the stuff that he puts out, because that's the other portion that we talk about. Anyways, a lot of interesting stuff happened last night. So let's talk about it. I think it was last night. Wasn't it last night? Yeah, it was last night. The Academy of Country Music Awards broadcast from three locations in Nashville last night as the Grand Old Opry House, Ryan Auditorium, and the Bluebird Cafe. Keith Urban hosted notably Taylor Swift perform, returning to her country roots despite becoming a global pop star. Entertainer of the Year was Thomas Rhett and Carrie Underwood tied. Female Artist of the Year, Marin Morris. Male Artist of the Year, Luke Combs. Duo Star of the Year, Dan and Shay. Group of the Year, Old Dominion. Let's see. Uh, Single of the Year, God's Country, Blake Sheldon. Song of the Year, One Man Band, Old Dominion. Uh, Video of the Year, Remember You Young, Thomas Rhett. Songwriter of the Year, Hillary Lindsay. Music Event of the Year, Fooled around and fell in love. Miranda Lambert featuring Marin Morris, Ashley McBride, Kaylee Hammock, and L. King. A lot of stuff there. That's for sure. That is for sure. Anyways, let's talk about some of the things that occurred back on this date. Back in 2001. The New York Stock Exchange reopens. It had been closed since November, since September 11th and performed horribly. The Dow Jones lost about 684 Eight one points and marked three-year low in the stock market. In 2011, Occupy Wall Street movement became in Zuccotti Park in New York City. The protest was a movement against economic equality, inequality, excuse me, and it would also gain stem over the wider Occupy movement in the U.S. and other countries. Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays that you can celebrate today. Patrick Mahomes, too, NFL player, turns 25. John Walker turns 35. Florida rapper turns 41. Jimmy Johnson, race car driver, 45. Cassandra Peterson, American actress. Elvira, mistress of darkness, turns 69 today. So there you go. Anyways, let's talk about some other crazy stuff real quick, real quick, because we're almost out of time here and want to make sure that we leave at the correct time today. 
If you need a phone starter for today, here you go. Things that that paint off you. That's a phone starter. Instagram, but for random broke, Instagram is just Twitter for people who go outside. Questions that you might need if you're next to the water cooler. Those who have one of these only use it about eight times per month. What is it? A landline. And let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today because those are always important and people want to know about them. So let's talk about those. Constitution Day and Citizenship Day. Free Queso Day, National Apple Dumpling Day, National Monte Cristo Day, World Patient Safety Day, National Professional House Cleaners Day, National Table Shuffleboard Day, and Time's Up Day. And we're almost out of time, just in case if you did not know that already. Anyways, let's talk about our friends at the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are struggling of any kind of depression or mental health issues at the moment, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK. They're available 24-7. So you can call at any time. If you don't want to actually call, you can actually do a message on Messenger by going to their website at the suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Just in case if you have not heard, we have an event coming up on October the 10th. Hop 101, the weekend edition. People ask for it. We're putting it out. If you want for more information, go to safetyfm.io for more info. Let me leave you with this for today. Change your thoughts and it will change your world. Think about that for the rest of the day. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show, broadcasting on Safety FM, home of real safety talk. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.